Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our keynote speaker, Mr. Colin Hubbard from the Danger Club podcast. Thing on, can you um, can you hear me? Yes. <clears throat> Hello. Uh, welcome everyone to um, um, <clears throat> to the um, the Danger Club uh, podcast. Um, we're very delighted that you could all um, be here today. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. all um, it's uh, wonderful to be here and uh, delight to uh, see you. so many of you um, tuning in again and again um, from the bottom of our hearts uh, we appreciate everything that you do and um, why not uh, get on the the, 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 uh, the discord and um, say hello and we're always around if you um, fancy a chat and, um, you know, you can have a look at our Patreon and um, wonderful things that the team are um, doing on um, Wednesdays, Wednesday on the Dangerous Wednesdays on the Twitch. And um, the um, YouTube is uh, one to uh, watch as well. And um, yeah, I, I, I think that's um, that's all. It's all. Um, that's all we need to. Um, we need to say. So um, have a good day, evening, morning. Um, thank you. Previously on the Danger Club podcast. Roll for initiative. 16. I'm the juggernaut, bitch. It rears back and then just unleashes a jet of molten metal. Shania! Acid arrow. The war's never over. Not for Johnny Landslide. Oh, natural 20. And you kill the junk golem. Yes. It seems. You are willing to pay the price. You all level up. The adventure continues now. We're rolling. One, two, three. Hello, one, two, three kids. The 123rd Ooh. episode of the Danger Club podcast. This is wow. crazy. I, I've got yeah. I've got some phenomenal um, gaming trivia that, that I want to throw you. I know we did our, our big dangerous quiz of the year uh, a little while ago, but this one was too fun not to bring up. Remember the, uh, the we remember the. Uh, uh, I was going to say the Danger Club. We're not there yet. the uh, The D and D cartoon from the eighties, of course. Yes. Oh yeah, legend, yeah. legendary. Mm. That one with the theme. So I've there are a bunch of it. weird character classes in that. What? Hang yeah. On. What? You've never seen it, Ross? Nope. Sorry, Dan. Sorry. What? Go ahead. <laughs> never seen it. Do you know what? Oh. Do you know what? Yeah. Neither have I. <laughs> come, come, come at us come at us 123 I'm dropping the mic I'm out that's it seen, I've seen the trailer and I've seen clips of it but I know I watched an episode yeah. all the way through I probably couldn't bear it to be fair Scott and Ross are the Utes in this podcast they, they are the so Utes, yeah. you know they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're 34 <laughs> <laughs> even still, still mate still makes a Ute even yeah. still that makes you still more Ute than me <laughs> we're all pushing forward here man this, this comes up in, in this show a lot because these 
because these sort of seminal things we remember from our childhoods that we remember as being like our entire childhood most of them only ran for a couple of years so it's really yeah. if there's like a two-year age gap it's really easy to have just missed it and just have not seen it mm. because you it wasn't on when you were around um yeah. like ross was into the teletubbies man you know uh, all right, all right. Yeah, <laughs> look we probably wouldn't talk about last week right was really good yeah brum what was super ted brum was Count a banger Do- i loved yeah. brum i couldn't believe that he was a thinking and talking car like that that just changed my life <laughs> bodger and badger I they were, yeah, they were right. bad jump, I mean, that's just that, that's that run right. for about ten years. Man. Yeah, <laughs> that was a, that was a big one. That's that's pan generational. That Count Duckula. Mm-hmm. No matter Count, your yeah. age, there are two things that appeal: Bodger and Badger, and the Danger Club podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome <laughs> to the Danger Club podcast. Now everyone's going to all our uh, internationalists are going to be like, what shows are those? So yeah, Bodger and Badger was a guy with a puppet who did ventriloquism, and his puppet would eat mashed potato. Yeah, that, yeah. Was the, that was the gimmick. That was it. It's true. We might have talked about this before, actually. I feel I feel slightly bad because uh, well, I dis I derailed uh, Dan's trivia, and I was I, I for one was actually quite interested in the trivia. I quite like to hear Sorry, it now. Yes, with just my aghastness. Right. I will say I think ventriloquism is a very generous way of describing Bodger and Badger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what a puppet! I right. flap my hand whilst I speak. So there are a yeah. bunch of char- all the the characters in the D and D cartoon. They play different classes, uh, different weird ones. So three of the classes in the D and D cartoon did not exist in Dungeons and Dragons when it came out. They were invented by the cartoon and later ended up in the game. Which three classes were created specifically for the D&D cartoon? Acrobat. Acrobat is one of them. That's the easy one. I'd say probably, was it Eric and the Cavalier? The Cavalier is another one. Yeah. The third one is um, really hard. That must be the sneaking one, the, the, the invisibility cloak lady. What was it called? I can't remember. Well, she was, the rogue. She was sort of rogue. Yeah. Rogue. Thief. There was uh, already a thief. Was already the thief was yeah, already was. a class. Definitely a thief. Was it? It's the DM. The D- yeah. yeah, there was no doubt. It was a DMless system <laughs> until the cartoon. <laughs> and then everyone was, was like, I want to be that little bald guy. Why can't I be him? <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to role play Paul Daniels? Um, <laughs> Rest in peace. Um, Rest in uh, peace. That's another eighties callback. So, what, was it? Um, what, was it the, the, I don't know. The, Go on. the ranger with the arrow? Nah, the ranger was already oh, there because yeah, yeah, it's going to be that's oh, Aragorn. So just the early stuff, the early D and D is all yeah. Tekken and Tolkien. So of was course, it, there's a ranger. So was it? Was it the barbarian then? Could you not play a barbarian? It was the barbarian. The barbarian oh, class oh was created for the D and D cartoon, and oh. now is a a staple core class of basically every fantasy role playing game. Well, yeah, because we take it for granted, Ooh. but I guess that they probably thought the time that a barbarian would be more an NPC or a villain or something like that. It's like you fight barbarians or something like that, you know, yeah. actually to play one. How interesting. There that is go. a good fact. That is a good one, isn't it? And they all ended up as kind of various versions of classes or prestige classes or, or things like that later on. Um, yeah. I, I would, I'd like the acrobat to come back. I think it is an archetype in second edition Pathfinder. I think you can have or like, or something like that. Um, but I always thought that. I, I always felt like that, that kid turned up late to the table when they were handing out character <laughs> sheets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I seem to remember at the beginning and they all get their, their special. She's got the staff that would extend and she, she could like pull vault over stuff. And you, you'd have to think that and they're like, yeah, oh yeah, I've got a bow that can shoot energy arrows. And like, oh, I've got a, a wizard's hat. And what have you got? Oh, I've got a stick and it goes long and short. I mean, look, long right, and we're, short. we're five minutes into this preamble and no one's talked about the fact that we've leveled up. Yes. Oh! Let's talk about and we some killed, other classes. Uh, and we killed a junk golem as well. We and we killed golem. that junk golem. I tell yeah. you what, that acrobat lady, she leveled up to becoming Gambit from the X Men with that staff. That's the only iconic <laughs> use of that staff that I can imagine. Who is also an acrobat? <laughs> yeah. Who in the X Men intro does an amazing little flip around that staff and then never ever uses it for the rest of the entire show. <laughs> yep. no. That's it. Yeah. Use it in the Mega Drive game. In the X Men Mega Drive game, you hit people with it, and then game. you end up using the 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 cards the cards the blah 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 you mean his most iconic thing is he's charging the cards in the bit X-Men game they go no they don't they go 
No, trust me. They don't go blah, 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 blah. They're not, they're not gelatinous ooze played by Ross. Like, they're, they're Gambit's iconic charged I, cards. I did the voices for that game, and uh, I did all of the sound effects. Well, when you were six. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's why they're all variations on My dad was the game Burnley. designer. He just put a microphone to my crib, and I just went blah, 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 blah. You were in a crib at six. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be trusted. Couldn't be in trusted. a crib at six. <laughs> so many. In a crib at six, watching Bodger and Badger going. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I did MTV Cribs in my crib. I was like, this is my crib. Yeah, maybe you were just using your hip hop terminology for your house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's let's go with that. You you destroyed that junk golem. My goodness, that what you guys have learned so much since that first golem fight um, that was that was not started as an easy encounter and I thought it was going to get it had tetanus strikes it had bleed damage it had all this extra fun stuff it got to do it did very little of it 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 did one sort of vomit attack it got one hit on Shania and it punched Johnny Landslide and oh but your it, face when it did when it did the vomit attack Dan you were so happy oh, you were like yes because this is the thing as it goes like you guys are you're not a glass cannon party but you have got a lot of damage um which means that sometimes fights can be very short and monsters in second edition all have a few fun things that you want to get in during the course of the fight so it's always yeah. a little bit of a thi- a little bit of a yay when you get to do one of the fun things that the monster has before you guys just annihilate it and it just it just had that feeling from very early on it was like Oh no, this ain't gonna this ain't gonna last long. I've like- gotta be honest, I feel vindicated about the water. I said the last time we fought it, like water will be useful and unfortunately I didn't have useful water with me. But this time yeah, drum. the water was really <laughs> yeah, that was a whole ass yeah. arc for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was in fact Thanks. I was I noted it in my head, but by the time it came round to my turn, I was like, I'm gonna big that up to Shania, because Shania did that and tried to put the candle out, but all that came out of my head was Johnny Landslide, Johnny Johnny Landslide, Johnny Johnny Landslide. We love you. That's a, that's, that was my that was Caragol's attention span. It's a bit like a, a bit like a, a small fox. Do you know what I mean? One of our greatest NPCs ever. So the um, Johnny Landslide. I, as vindication, I, I can tell you, Drummond, that the. Uh, obviously this was not a real junk golem this junk golem was formed from your own memories of the junk golem and so some of its resistances and things were based on that uh, which meant that it had a vulnerability to water because of the strength of Shania's belief that the previous one had a vulnerability to water (laughs) oh really that is amazing should have saved that for danger recall oh there you go (laughs) in two years time Um, subscribe to our Patreon. Let's talk um, about let's talk about some level ups. Let's talk about some of the new fun stuff that we've got. Sweet. How about, tell us about Ross. Do you want to tell us about Fulton first of all? What does Fulton? Get? Yes, I um, have leveled up. I've got 100 hit points now. Woohoo! Nice. So uh, interestingly, I took the feat um, Furious Focus, um, which allows me to um, when I make a power attack. Uh, it counts as one attack towards your uh, melee and yeah and basically um, yeah can make multiple so instead of like it being two it it only costs one nice so I can make (laughs) I can end up making a lot of attacks so especially if I hit with my great axe I can end up doing 3d12 on a power attack and then I can do that again Oh my god! Um, on my second attack, well, you can't you can't power attack twice oh, in a round, yeah, but you but, yeah. but you stand a much better chance of hitting. Like it basically means you don't have to worry about your your bottom attack penalty anymore. Yeah, um, so that's cool. Whoop. That's cool. Be prepared to have loads of your enemies die, Dan. Oh, well, good. actually, probably not because I can never roll higher than a three. So that's. A three's well, getting to the to point that it's three's all you need with Fulton. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah. going to say you're you're to hit so high now. Mm. Yeah, my to hit is with my with my plus one great axe is seventeen with MZ oh, plus seventeen. Lovely. Oh my goodness. Mm. How about uh, how about Bubba? What's Bub's got? So Bubba's quite interesting um, because uh, during in between level five and level six, Tengu the actual. Uh, core uh, rule book release Tengu's as a thing so cool. uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
What? Have I said something wrong? No, no, no I was doing a bird call. Oh, I see. C A W. I missed that. Shit. Sorry, man. Just reinsert it into the audio of your reaction to it. Yeah, I'll just go. Ha 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 ha. Oh, that's a good bird pun. So, uh, yeah, so uh, basically Tengus are now a thing. So we built uh, Bubba based on a human sort of uh, back. Uh, what, what do you call it? Like a like a human build. Uh, that's yeah. what we did. Yeah, they're, they're all right. Uh, so now I had to rebuild Bubba um, using uh, the new Tengu traits, which is which is awesome. So we've got loads of stuff. Um, I'm not going to go into it too much. One of the things that um, Bubba now can do, though, is um, something called long-nosed form, which oh. means that uh, Bubba can turn himself into a human form, but with a really long nose. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, for like 10 minutes or something, you can just walk around looking like a human, which Amazing. is kind of cool. And then loads of other stuff. And I've tried to keep everything as close to the build that we did for the human build as possible. Um, but now he has some... Some nice little Tengu trade, so proper Tengu. Happy with yeah. that. Good to have that in there. Um, Scott, well, how about Caragor? How's Caragor doing? Caragor's gone. Um, sprightly initiative this time. Uh, incredible initiative and a scout's warning as well, which means I get higher initiative and everybody gets higher initiative when we all Ooh. act. So nice. nice. Uh, so uh, sort of riffing off that whole hand gestures thing that everyone really likes to like have fun with ignoring um, but this time you all whether you like it or not you hear and or see Caragor giving you a heads up at the start of combat oh that's nice I like that idea that everyone is kind of learning his system and, and that's why their initiative yeah. is kind of picking up because you're starting to understand mm, what yeah. his hand signals means so everyone no, two, two fingers means two bad guys not two of us <laughs> <laughs> remember he gave us that powerpoint workshop and got very cross when we couldn't remember it <laughs> Car- which character was that? <laughs> cut through to everyone else just pulling out their notebooks and furiously looking through them <laughs> like ah yeah yeah. oh my goodness uh, Velda what, what's uh, Velda get? Velda gets some new spells doesn't he? Uh, well, well, yeah, I guess uh, sort of a pick. I get another spell slot at uh, level three, uh, which unfortunately I can't use straight away because you need to prepare your spell for the beginning of the day. And uh, I've got a couple of feats, um, which I know we spoke about, you know, whether or not they're, they're interesting or not. But I've got one that I'm particularly I picked because I love it, um, and that is escape. Uh, so if I want to make uh, an escape in some situation, I will get my deck of Katara cards and go like this to make a big explosion of cards, and then that allows me to sneak away. Amazing. What noise does the uh, what noise does the cards make when they you go? Throw them? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, so I can basically, and I just saw it. I was like, oh my god! I mean, it's not the most useful of all the feats, but I love it. Just James, the flavor. The, the, to, to be fair, that spell does have um, a necessary component. Um, so things you need to use to, to make the spell and to like enact it, it does have like uh, solid components, and one of those components is a pina colada. So, <laughs> what? Go on, explain the explain, explain it. it. Go on. Oh, you have to go explain it. I've, explain your joke. Yeah. Go on. The Escape the Pina Colada song. Got it. There we go. Right. Yeah. Pina Pina Coladas. I mean, I thought you were referencing that. I was like, it, it's one of the lyrics that I get my deck of cards and go. <laughs> 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 I can't. I can't. It's really specific. Really, yeah, really specific. And that's we, why his woman wants to leave him because he just can't stop doing that with decks of cards. Um, can we make the noise? The noise that uh, Ross recorded for the Master System game, uh, yeah. Mega Mega Drive game. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've got to do it. <laughs> Oh, sorry, sorry. Ross has got to do it. Do you still? There we go. Have you still got uh, the masters for that, Ross? Can you just send him over to Colin for whenever? Yeah, yeah I'll do. Uh, you know, get the uh, get the signed license to use that. So, is this like a teleport or anything, or does Velda literally just throw some cars no. in the air and run away? It's it's literally a distraction. He just goes and like distra- throws them in his someone's face or, so or like good. in a group. That's and so then, nice. And then just uh, and then just sort of sneaks away. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, not the not the most important thing he's got from his level up, but I love it. I love that. But it, I guess it doesn't provoke uh, attacks of opportunity or anything. Like if, it, if they can, it's less for combat. Um, okay. Although, you know, you I suppose. I mean, I guess you could do. Um, but mm. yeah, and it does leave all of the deck, all the cards, uh, the deck of cards scattered around the room, uh, which will take a couple of minutes to pick up. Oh, well, that's <laughs> so, good. Uh, <laughs> so afterwards, I'll have to sneak back in and just 
quietly pick up on the tarot cards. <laughs> so, Velda, you, you're going to have new spells as well. Don't tell us about those now because that's fun to have as a surprise no, yeah, when exactly. they pop up in game. Uh, yes. Drummond, what's, what does Shania get? Well, um, do you remember many, many years ago when I used a spell that I wasn't supposed to use? It was called Mad Monkeys. I do remember Mad oh, Monkeys. Yes. Is that many, many Well, I can ago? officially use Mad Monkeys now. Yeah. Yeah. I so that's there. The ossery, I think, when you try to use that. So it was many, many yeah. years ago. Yeah, that came Many, many that moons ago. Yeah. Um, well, I can't uh, wait for Mad Monkeys. Yeah, yeah and um, there's also something called Curse of Lost Time. Uh, which is uh, really fun, um, but uh, you know I'll, I'll I'll tell you more about that if if it gets used, nice. I guess. Um, uh, I also weirdly appear to have lost some of my um, my 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 AC. Okay. I don't know how that happened. I don't know why. Uh, maybe I made a mistake when we were building it originally, but I've lost a point in AC. Well, we we put Shania um, through Path Builder for this level up, didn't we? So we've kind yeah, of a bit of the did, math yeah. has tightened up on that. Did you take yeah. um, mature animal? companion um i think i did um where's that gonna be is that gonna be in my uh that'll be your your class feats so uh, i can tell you if you've done that philippe can now act independently in combat um ah yes philippe has also increased by one size category so philippe is now the same size as the rest of is now the size of a person jesus (laughs) this huge ape this huge, um, ferocious baboon, devil just, baboon. Just on that quick, uh, quick big up path builder. I know we said it before, but um, I had the same thing when I Such stuck Velda in there for the first time, and it's like, oh, my spell attack bonus has gone down. However, my AC went up, so uh, I clearly done some of the maths wrong, or hadn't included something. So it's and really, really weirdly. Useful. Sorry, um, but like uh, uh, Philippe's AC is twenty-two now. Ooh. It's got better AC than I have. Mighty <laughs> <don't know> <laughs> Mighty monkey, indeed. Yeah. What's mighty monkey? Wow. Shania, what's your mm. AC? Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Mabes, don't, don't, don't frontline rush uh, junk golems again. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna, <laughs> yeah. not gonna be doing that anymore. Um, but I, when I did it, I had twenty-two, so it worked mm. out pretty well. <laughs> Ross, Ross, do you want to tell us anything about Beelzebub? Yeah, Beelzebub, I'll just be quick. It took a uh, feat called Combine Elixirs, so it allows you to uh, mix two uh, elixirs together and gain both of their traits. Uh, You use a little bit more uh, of your batches, but yeah, it's quite cool. Oh, that'd be nice. It allows you to um, combine um, two together, which is interesting. So I'll be doing that, hopefully. Colin, do you want to tell us anything about MZ before I go on to talk about Brimbone? It's all about extra characters. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm okay. It's the whole episode. Vasco Mops took shoopity boopity. Plus, we're 20 minutes in. We should, we should probably get into the game. <laughs> yeah. 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 We please know Jam Jam is the same size and just as pointless. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, We've had about seven ooh. lobby musics already. So Let's get into this because as you're standing there, the, uh, the junk golem is just raining down around you and dissipating like snow as this hooded figure approaches through the darkness he was Fardine a moment ago um, but now it appears to be a f- uh, just a figure clad in, in yellow robes with a cowl pulled very very low no hands um, emitting from it just the uh, the sleeves just cover the hands and it just sort of glides along the ground towards you um, and approaches all of you um, as you kind of dust yourselves off from from this uh, this battle as it approaches it says so it seems you are willing to pay the price if you were not you would have left by now so let us discuss what it is that you are here for Uh. Yeah, you're now the spokesperson for our group. Go for it. Um, we are here for a book. Don't mess it up, Father. This is our moment. Yes, Jem Jem. <clears throat> we are here for the book. We have... Yeah. There are no books here. Yeah, that's awkward. 
Are we in the wrong library? Is this, is this <laughs> is the one down the road? Like, yeah, should we go? It's the Scrovenborough. Sorry, mother. <laughs> Have a good day. Oh. See you later. <laughs> uh, we are looking for the Olibrian. Ah. Looks good. That we have. Um, and he holds, yeah, that's what we were told. Holds its hands out um, for a moment, and there's a rumbling, and suddenly the ground kind of cracks, uh, and it's some enormous sets of shelves just erupt from the ground all around you and just rise up off into the darkness as high as you can see. Um, the shelves don't appear to have books on them. Um, but set a little way back onto the shelves, you can see rows and rows of bars. Um, the shelves rise up into the sky, and then the figure looks uh, up across them as if it's counting along, uh, and then holds up a hand. One set of shelves kind of shudders and then just rattles down like a fruit machine almost, kind of like the shelves coming down until it just screeches to a halt. Creature raises an arm again, and one set of the bars slides slowly up into the wood uh, and halts. He holds out a hand, uh, and you see a shadow of a figure on the shelf. Um, the figure sort of steps out, holding out a shaking hand, and into the light of the uh, torches steps an elf. He is incredibly old um, wrinkled face weather beaten strands of hair hardly any hair in it um, he has no eyes his eyes have been his eyes have been removed he is entirely naked um, he's thin as if he's been in this cage for ages uh, he steps out and his entire body is covered in hieroglyphs as he steps out kind of just feeling the air looking around the uh, the creature turns to it and says, Olibrian, come here. And the uh, the elf kind of staggers forward. The creature turns to you and says, This is what you seek. You have come here. You have agreed the price. It is yours. What do you want of it? We wish to find some knowledge of, of, of an object. Olibrius shudders. The, 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 the glass. You see the glass. That's correct. That is what I know. The glass is old in the before times. So long ago, my master created it. He poured all of his magic into its creation. It was to be his ultimate work. He slaved over it for decades, for centuries, until finally it was complete. They called it the glass of divinity, a mirror to look upon. One that held within it power beyond all things. The power to grant that which the person looking into it truly desired above all, regardless of consequence. For many, many years, my master kept it hidden declining to use it although it called to him he used his great willpower to avoid ever using it afraid of what it was that his heart might truly desire 
finally the, the great war rose to a fever pitch they flooded our city the enemy did with a poisonous fog thousands died that day the cities were choked with bodies and blood and the screams of the dying so much poison that it it probably poisons the land still although I I have not seen it in many years my master considered that day using the glass but at the last moment some great revelation passed upon him I do not know what I do not know what could stop somebody from wishing to use such a mighty gift but as he strained to prevent himself from revealing the cover he finally focused all of his will and all of his magic upon it and he shattered the glass into many pieces and scattered them throughout the cosmos this done my master disappeared from this world I do not know where he went or what became of him I do not know why he would not use the glass and I I sought it I was his I was his servant I was there and I sought the glass sought the shards with everything I was once you have seen the shards once you know of them you are bound to them you could do nothing but seek them seek the power that they have regardless of what it will do to you regardless of what you would do with it I sought them so vehemently that I made many bargains and Eventually, they led me here, to the Library of Secrets, where my secret is held until one is willing to pay the price to retrieve it. There are only a few who know this, that have gathered it from other means. The Great Enemy pretender the usurper and you he kind of lowers his head shivering the uh, hooded creature turns and says was it what you expected um well do we get a Q&A or cause I've got questions um is that part of the Caragol I looks around are we, are we allowed to ask or of course what was your master's name he um, he looks up as if trying to recall something from a long time ago says Nex the great wizard Nex Okay. Hmm. Why do you think that a very powerful lich lord would want the glass of divinity? Anyone who knows of the glass of divinity would desire it. With the, the glass, it is possible to to unmake what is made, to become divine yourself powers are unlimited oh what you mean like that fancy stone they've got an Absalom where people drunk people keep touching it and becoming gods yes it is it is similar to the star stone but not as predictable its magic is older more chaotic the glass grants what you want not what is good Right. So, the, so the, the the mirror, one would look into it, and it would show you your your heart's desire, whatever it was, and then manifest it in reality. 
Yes, I do not know the specifics because it was never used, but I know that that is what it was. My master kept it locked from all of us, for he knew that he could not trust any to be near it. I mean, first of all, it seems like a crazy thing to build, um, <laughs> but it's here now, I guess. So, uh, so you talked of uh, the great enemy uh, and the pretender um, and the uh, usurper. Who else was it? The usurper, the usurper as well. Um, can you tell us more about these uh, characters? Who are they? Oh, can I guess? Can I guess? Can I guess? Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Let's, let's have a little guess here. I think is is the great enemy. The Whispering Tyrant. I, I, I do not know. Oh. They have not gained their knowledge through me, but I am so tied to it by now. He kind of touches, he runs a hand over his chest and just feels the markings carved onto him. I'm a part of it that I can feel when this knowledge is shared. I know that the great enemy, they have known it for a long time they have coveted it from afar dreamed of it until finally recently it has become within their grasp and now they hunger for it above all things i have a i have a practical question um pardon me for for asking it seems rather banal but how large was this mirror? How how what were its dimensions? How many shards are we speaking of? You must have have some. I was about idea. to ask. Yeah, how many pieces are there? I, I was not in the room when it was shattered. I only heard, so I do not know how many it was broken into. But it was, it was the size of a man. I see. Do not know how many pieces there were. Oh, I I've been picturing like a hand mirror, you know. Okay. I. I discovered the location of three. Before I was brought here. But I do not know where any of them are now. And one more time, I might have missed that. Who created the glass glass of divinity? Sorry, I said near say glass twice. Then God, I'm hanging around with this lot too much. Um, who created the glass of divinity again? I might have missed that. You southern Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> it was created by the great wizard Nex. That's right. Wait, no, you were... Cr- hang on, no, wait. The, 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 the glass of divinity was created by Nex. You served yeah, Nex. Yeah. Gotcha. Right, That's okay, right. great, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. yes. Nex is a and person Nex and a place. It's really confusing. Yeah, I'm, 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 it is, but I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, I'd watch it. I'd watch it for at least one season. Next goes to next, you know. Yeah, I'd watch that over a nice shandy. <laughs> yeah, and uh, six episodes. Next has not been seen for a long time, for thousands of years. Just hypothetically, what would you say if he's back and he's marching an army of undead all the way down south uh, of the region? I do not know. I do not know why my old master would do such a thing. My master destroyed the glass when he could have used it against Geb. He could have saved his people. He could have ended the war with only a glance, but he chose instead to destroy it. I do not know why. And Geb was the necromancer out of the two, right? Nexus wasn't the necromancer out of the two of them that were rivals. Geb was the necromancer. Is that correct? Yes. Right. So that wouldn't fit. That wouldn't fit the MO. I don't think if you thought the Whispering Tyrant was Nex reincarnate. Is that what you're going at, Fulton? Uh, I thought Nex was a, a lich now. No, it's Geb. Oh, maybe it was Geb that I saw and not Nex. Well, no, I mean, I there, there's probably more than one lich. With the Whispering Tyrant and Geb... I mean, Ge- didn't Geb get blown up by Nex um, after becoming a lich? I mean, I suppose the Whisper- we got no reason to assume that the Whispering Tyrant couldn't be Geb reincarnated, but um, I, d- I just didn't think it was. Yes. I don't know many liches, so I'm just saying that it might be Geb. I don't know any it liches. It could be Jeff. I don't know any of them either, Fulton, but I do know one thing. Carago pulls a cookery out and starts licking it. Liches get stitches, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, so, 
No, sorry. Um, yeah. uh, so, um, uh, you, 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 you do not know who the the, the great enemy, the great, the, the pretender, the usurper. We are guessing maybe the great enemy is the whispering tyrant, um, but you have no idea about the pretender or usurper or Caragoy. Do you want to give us a history lesson? Well, uh, uh, I haven't got my pen and my PowerPoint. Uh, I just, I'm not prepared for it. I'm, so, I'm in the presence of someone uh, who knows a little bit more about history than me. So, um, and not not just not just Felder either, but also the Elibrium, which I'm a bit confused because the demons are referred to the Elibrium as an it, even though it's clearly a person, which makes me deeply uncomfortable. But I suppose we are in some form of a hell library, so we'll leave that yeah. for now. But I'm not I'm not keen mm. on it. Anyway, um, I don't I don't know. I've, I don't know. I've got no idea. Uh, 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 well, I have a, pr- a question, uh, another practical question about the object. Uh, so Nex designed it, so all one needed to do was to look into the mirror. It didn't require any any magical incantation, any magical skill or, or a level of power. You, you merely had to look into it? Its magic was so advanced that it was active by itself. It required no additional work other than to complete it. Once completed, its power was potent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yes, you, you're saying that it was uh, super advanced, but also really old. You're full of contradictions. Uh, okay. Seems, so, seems like a fail-safe. That, that sounds like an oversight in design. That does. You want to build a really powerful divine artifact that can be usable by wizards, but you make it easy. You need to make it open access so that everyone can use it. I mean, I, mate, I, I'm not sure about that. I'm not questioning next. Um, so, I, th- theoretically, sorry, Shania. Sorry, Shani. I know I jumped over you then. Um, but let's, That's okay. let's say if someone was searching for all these shards to make the glass of divinity um but they couldn't find let's say one piece of the glass of divinity could they remake it with one piece missing they would find the other piece once someone has found one of the pieces they can never they can never stop searching for the others well, what consuming. if the other piece did not exist anymore? Which leads me on to my next what question how do you de- to, how do you destroy a piece of the glass of divinity yeah If my master could not destroy it, then I do not know how it is possible. So, the the just as a a, a bit of information, the um, the 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 lich that I saw wanted the shard, um, and uh, he said lots of nasty stuff to me. Um, So I'm thinking, what happened to Geb? He at the mention, Olibian looks up, looks at you with his blank face, uh, and just says, "You have, you have one of the shards." No, no, please. I'm saying he. Please let me touch it. No, no, I don't. I didn't say I had it. I just said he was looking for it. Please, this I, lich. He takes a step forward, and the hooded figure just. Um, clenches a fist and a, a sort of a glowing chain appears around Olibrian's neck uh, and he just pulls up short please I just I, yeah, I just want to I want to be close to it again well you technically are because you're next to me so they but you can just stay there I, so anyway what was where's Geb I do, I do not know Geb was still active when I was removed from the world. You would know better than I. I would know. Can I make a knowledge history yeah, check? Uh, yeah, give it a society check for Beelzebub. I thought that Geb and Nex in their war, Nex finally destroyed Geb, but Nex got yeeted off into some other dimension. Mark made that up. Uh, that is a... What did you say? A society. Society. That is a 20. A 20, yeah. Uh, so you know that um, after uh, the Nex mysteriously disappeared during the uh, the attack on Quantium. Quantium was flooded with poison gas, um, which wiped out most of the city. Geb, uh, Nex at that point disappeared and has never been seen on, the, on Galarian since. Uh, this was thousands of years ago. Uh, Geb disappeared not long after. It is believed that he killed himself because um, he had no purpose without his enemy uh, and so he killed himself and returned as a ghost uh, he now he continues to rule Geb to this day as a ghost 
Yes. So they're in two. I relay this to the two. So they're in two. We, we can assume that the Whispering Tyrant and Gabe are not not one and the same undead thingy, are they? They're in two different places, got different histories. Yes. Yes. I, it's worth remembering that even though uh, we're speaking of undead things, we are talking of thousands of years uh, since this all occurred. It is ancient history. Um, I, I, I'm curious, uh, uh, Elibrian. Do, do you know? Um, the shards themselves, uh, presumably they still contain the innate power that Nex poured into them, but uh, could you use uh, could you use them for their intended purpose as, as smaller shards, or would one need to construct a larger portion of the mirror? Would it operate in pieces? The shards' power is great, but unpredictable. They are filled with Nex's magic. The more of them that are together, the more powerful that magic is. But the way that it manifests is unpredictable. It can affect the world, it can affect the shards, and most of all it can affect the minds of those that are exposed to them. It chips away at what you are, uh, until you are nothing but a servant to retrieving the shards, to the deep desire that rests within you that may that maybe even you do not know of but that calls you it appeals to your basest calling no mortal could withstand the power of the shards for long except now, this... of course for Johnny Landslide <laughs> <laughs> now does this happen when one tries to use the shard for gain to use that power to channel that power or does it happen to would it happen to people who say just carry the shards with them the power grows the more you know of them I see you know right. this all of you deep down have something that you want something that you want more than anything more than life more than friendship more than the people around you more and you're than the world that, and yeah. you're saying that this power is corrupt so if one wanted peace for instance that peace would essentially you know wipe out a lot of hu- people on the world because that would be peace to the shard's eyes am I right in saying that? I think well sort of but I think it goes it'd even, be a chaotic way of peace if you know what I mean but, but even deeper than that um, it is that we don't really it is almost unknowable what we desire truly above all else it is unknown to us as it would have been unknown to Nex perhaps that is why he never looked inside the mirror because the he feared what it was that he didn't know that what, what would manifest yeah. yes Ross can I make a well all the way back in episode 100 when I met with that person who wanted the shard yeah. can I remember what they, he, he said to me because obviously it was a long time it was like quite a while ago so I'm trying to think yeah. if he said so anything Fulton that thinks would... back. He remem- you think back to the, uh, the seeker uh, as he tortured you and um, sick wolf in that then you remember him telling you that it, it calls to you as it does to all who have been exposed to it, and that it would destroy you. And I touched it, didn't I, to use it, and I used its power to transport me back to... You did, yes. You remember touching it, and you remember in that moment wanting nothing more than to be with your friends. Uh, I put my hand... Gone. And 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 the moment later you were. I just put my hand out and I go, uh, so I may have used it to to get to you guys... Um, I'm sure it'd be fine. And Do you, yeah. like, really want to touch it now? Have a little think, Fulton. Hmm. Fulton thinks. Like, think about, like, so let's say you've got the shard in one hand and some really good, freshly ripe pocket pocket meat in the other. What draws me more, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> you, unfortunately... Uh, it is impossible to know yourself that truly simply by thinking of it to know exactly yeah. you know you can kind of think i guess i want this but it's kind of to know your your deepest desires is a bit more involved than that you see mm-hmm. it's unknowable okay. it is even next did not know uh, but these are not so to be taken lightly uh, this extra- uh, that that person was called the seeker by the way uh, i remember it now do they call him the seeker yeah are they calling the seeker, do they? I think so. Mm. Good. He's been 
searching high and low, I'd, by the sounds of it. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Seeker. All right. Um, anyway, uh, the <laughs> good, good, splendid. Good. Uh, the uh, um, excuse me, Mister Alabrian, um, sir. Um, I know you said that they can't be destroyed, and all the the well, the, whoever's searching for it will find you if you've got a piece and that. Um, which, by the way, I'll bet you ten gold they don't. They don't find us. Um, but um, who who on who in the that you're knowing? would have the power to rival mechs in that or maybe not a person or maybe an object or a place or whatever that could forge things that could destroy this these quite problematic uh, little slivers of, 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 of horror here what do you think could destroy uh, it? just before your answer Karagor I think we have established that the shards work on their own destroying the shard seems like maybe it would not be of any use to us. The more pieces of the shard, the more pieces of the glass of the divinity you destroy, the less chance there is of putting the entire thing together and remaking reality in a Lich Lord's image. Um, look, look I, I think um, <clears throat> simply because you're, you know, you're, you're not magically inclined, but um, I really can't overstate how powerful Nex was. He, he was quite literally one of the, the most Are you powerful wizards people. planning? No, I'm a li- I'm you wizards explain it to me. You just listen to the Alabrians yeah. here. Yeah, we, but, uh, he's saying all this but, important stuff. Caragor, you're not listening. I, if he couldn't destroy the shard, I don't think tossing it into a volcano or trying <laughs> no, to smash it anything about tossing it into a volcano. Well, you keep asking about destroying the shard. Stop interrupting the Alabrian and let the Alabrian finish. You're just, uh, he did. He did. He said if my master could destroy it, then, uh, then who could? What about, what about if we put it in the road and we let a cart roll over it uh, roll over yeah, it look what, a cart did you say a cart yeah like a cart wheel just rolls over it and smashes it to bits that's easy just do that now this is I, the I, pure I have incarnate manifestation of the power of the most powerful wizard ever to walk the plains of this world and you want to ride a cart over it or we swallow it and let our acid in our bellies digest it, and then two two days later we just poop it out. Easy. The- I searched. I searched for many years. For I dedicated my life to trying to find the shards. I gave away my soul and bound myself here eternally in their search. This prick just managed to put his hand on one of them. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. He's sort of like that, really. God, <laughs> um, but uh, the the most powerful sorcerer wizard and ever known to all Galarian did, however, start off as just a man. And as a mortal way of doing these things, there is a mortal way of undoing these things. I disagree. do you know where? Do you know where the rest of them are uh, in the cosmos? I, he's when I was, I found the locations of three. I know two of those have passed beyond uh, where I knew them to be. Through the intestines. One found its way to hell and I lost track of it there. I do not know if it has returned to the world. Another remained on this plane but was gone from my sight. The third that I was trying to reach when I found myself here was in Kibwe, in the Moangi Expanse. Kibwe. Well, I guess we better go Moangi there and Expanse. get it to stop it from getting in the hands of anyone bad. Although, it seems kind of stupid that we're bringing all of them together for then someone to come and attack us and then steal them from us. No, I see you thinking logically they're faulting, but um, it doesn't matter. Like, we'll not have enough of them in one go to be swooped upon like that do you know what I mean like by the time we get one or two, two or three together we'll have found a way of storing them safely um, and even then we'll, we'll, hey. we'll never really have all of them the Whispering Tyrant's bound to have at least one I mean it's the one in hell probably it's better with us than with them as well you know Absolutely. what I mean 
and then we'll find I mean, a way to destroy Are we it. sure about that? But I, yeah, but are we 100% sure about that? I, I, yeah, 100%, mate. You know, we uh, astounding optimism again in, in, in mortal affairs, but, uh, you know, I, I don't think you have to gather all of the pieces of these shards. I mean, this this was a man-sized mirror comprising the, the almost entire arcane power of Nex. So even a shard of it, even several shards, would be unbelievably powerful. And I know that, you know, it's difficult to understand, but you know, we're talking... Unbelievably powerful. Even three. <laughs> Astonishingly not, it's powerful. It's not this difficult to understand, Felder. It's the given us but, a job and a thinking, gig. Well, if you we'll go hang on, hang on, hang on. If you if if the if the quest has led us to here to this point and we go, Oh well, it's too powerful, better go home and have a sandwich, then we're all done, aren't we? We've got to keep going and keep finding a way. And otherwise we do, we'll just we do, but, give but up you're, to nihilism. But you've you've oh well the mortal ways find a way, we'll just put them in a lead box and uh, that'll be alright. You know, uh, well anyway. we, we have we to find attack? them now. We are, he's right, we are bound to these things. Well, so, if we don't, uh, well, if we get them all together, we'll just take anybody on with my axe and my warhammer, and we'll kill anyone who tries to take it from us. That's, that sounds uh, like a proper um, glass of divinity um, fanatic there, Fulton, already. Cracking, <laughs> great. No, I'm <laughs> still, I'm, I do agree with Elder to a certain point that, that I don't think we should get them all together. Like, if we could find some way of either um, putting them in some other part of the universe or destroying them piecemeal as we go along, that would be a far safer way of doing it. But, um, oh God, horrible feeling that we'll have to get them all together in the first place in order to destroy them or something like that. Oh, it's probably going to work well, out like that, isn't it? I mean, don't, don't forget Listen. that I know this, is, this isn't probably, you know, a popular option, but uh, we do need to stop the Whispering Tyrant because he is going to flood the world with undead and destroy everything. Yeah. So there is and a... the Seeker. There is a potential... Oh, the Seeker. And yes, there's a potential that we might have to try and harness the power, which is extremely dangerous, but... Um, you well, jumped to that pretty quickly. Caragor had been waiting for this. Caragor had been waiting for Felder yeah. to say that. You would jump to that one pretty quickly. We got uh, we got the whole uh, destroying them and then going straight to using them. All of a sudden, no, no, no. I don't, no. I I honestly don't believe they're destroyable. Uh, I there is no way. It's it's extraordinary. You know. I mean, I I know he he was a dreadful figure in many ways but um, as a magic user you have to respect Nex he was extraordinarily powerful I'm not uh, if even, that powerful, if even, but if even some of the stories about him are true so so any manifestation of his power that still survives to this day is uh, you know terrifying I, I won't lie it, I'm terrified by the prospect of these shards it's it's extraordinary how, how damaging these can hey. be Caragol points but- at the Elibrian the man who is bound to hell and covered in runes and says, that's, that's the end result of that, of Serve seeking them all out and wanting to bind them. Um, there's going to be a different way for us. We're not going to end up like that. No, I, I don't think we should bind them. But anyway, we can discuss this later, but I, I didn't... Yes. Okay, so we've learned all we can about the uh, shards. So we should just go home now. Well, go to the Mwangi Expanse. No, we've got to, find we've got to pay the price. No, I... Yeah, we did. We killed the rust golem, so let's go. Yeah, we paid Fulton the price. Turns and Fulton turns around and starts to leave. Fulton turns and walks off into the shadows. A moment later, Fulton comes walking out of the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was weird. I thought I go to the left. Uh, oh, Fulton, Fulton Ful- keeps walking off screen and coming back in the other side of the screen. Fulton, I, I think it only works if you run. Okay, I start running. Okay, <laughs> Fulton just keeps running across the back of it and just reappearing on the other side a few times. He's, he's got great cardio. He can keep doing it for ages. No, I oh, no, it's not the right turning. Johnny Landslide kind of just shrugs uh, at it. <laughs> the, um, the hooded figure um, nods and says, You have learned all you need to learn now. Yeah, clenches his fist. The chain tightens around Alibrian's neck and drags him backwards to the cage. Um, this is a library of secrets. The Olibrians are no longer secrets. Would you take them with you? They are yours if you wish it. 
You are asking us if we wish to retain the knowledge that we just learned? You have the, the knowledge that is within you is yours. But the Olibrian itself is of no value to us anymore. Are you asking so us you to want- take away the Olibrian? Or are you going to throw it in the bin? Because that's <laughs> quite an important distinction. Hey. It is of no value to the Scrivenbara anymore. If you wish to take it, you may. Then yes, let a carrier sussing out. I think what the subtext is here. Uh, yes, we 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 we'd need we have use of the Alibrian. Yes. Uh, at that, he nods. Uh, there is a beating of wings, and a creature with the lower body of uh, a pair of serpents hanging down, a pair of bat wings, and uh, an animalistic body with a wolf's head just comes flying down from above uh, swoops down and just grabs Olibrian and just flies up into the darkness Um, a moment later you hear screams from the darkness the hooded figure turns back to you and says as you wish Uh, a moment later there's a kind of wet plopping noise as something seems to be raining above you warm um, warm and red as it hits your hands uh, and a moment later something falls from above uh, and lands on the floor in front of you it is a flayed skin covered in hieroglyphs the creature looks up at you and says and now we will discuss your payment and that is where we leave it for tonight Ooh. We've got to take his place. We've got to take his place. <laughs> you think? It's a, it's a library of secrets. So they want secrets. Yeah, of like, he's a person. They're all like, I reckon. This week's episode was made possible by our patrons, but especially to our Dangerling of the Week. Candice, can you handle this? Candice, can you handle this? I don't think you can handle this. Whoa! To get your name on the show, go to patreon.com forward slash danger club podcast. Danger club.